This week on the BAMFCAST, if we said you had a beautiful body, would you slam it against us? One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, Episode 75. Holy shit. God damn. We're going to say that every episode <laughs> until we die. Pretty much. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And joining us this week, a special guest. Tobias. He's back. Welcome back, Tobias. He's our character witness this week. All the way from Wales. All the way. Tonight. Yeah. Are your arms tired? Yes. Oh, Oh, shit. Damn it. My sides. Uh, We just flew him in, and boy, are our arms tired. (laughs) He just used that joke. The hell, man. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Pay attention. God, joke. Bush League. Air quotes just don't show up here. <laughs> so anyway. So what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is we give ourselves the old Irish whip back into the past of, of bad movies. We grab one, put it in a submission hold, watch it, come in here and talk about it for about 30 minutes. Then we rate said terrible movie. One to five jocks if it's bad. Wait, wait. Bad like, I'm sorry. I know. I just went back to the '80s there for a second. I'm sorry. Bad, like rad, like awesome, like oh. totally bodacious. Well, that kind of bad. Bad, gnarly. Back, back when bad was good, because right. that's after Robot Jocks, and that's for good bad movies. The best bad. Yes. Movie. And if they're terrible, terrible bad bad movies, we suplex them. <laughs> we do. We do. We give them the guillotine leg drop. Yeah, we give them the low blow, and it gets uh, one to five bags in the negative sense. After, as in douchebags, after Twilight. And that's like oh, a reverse spinning heel kick The baggiest bag to the of them all. Yes. We give it a low blow in the bags. Yep. <laughs> so, what we what decide to watch for episode 75 here is 1986's Body Slam. Woo! There's actually a listener recommendation. I don't know if I shared that, p- no. that bit of trivia beforehand. No, you didn't. No, but that, uh, that came in to us uh, from uh, listener Jeff, who is listened all the way back into the past. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Good deal. And Got you found biscuits. this on streaming, right? I did, because I've I've actually, I, th- I believe you mentioned this a long time ago, and I was like, I'd love to do this movie, but it's only available on VHS. People seem to covet its value, and it's one of those, like, we're going to charge you $50 kind of thing. And all of a sudden, he sends me a new message. Hey, it's now on Netflix streaming. Sweet. Huzzah. It's another one of those, like, arena that... It's crazy. Though, like, only, only Netflix yeah. has the rights to it, basically. Exactly. So, anywho, let's get a plot summary out of the way and we'll talk some body slam. M. Harry Smilak is a down-on-his-luck music manager who is having a hard time attracting talent and booking gigs for his band, Kicks. When making arrangements for a campaign fundraiser, he mistakes Rick Roberts, a professional wrestler, for a musician and hires him. At that moment, he becomes a wrestling manager and starts to book matches for him and his teammate, Tonga Tom. The team is a success, and Harry decides to take his wrestler and his band on a rockin' wrestling tour. The tour is a success, and Harry feels what it's like to be a winner again. The feel-good comedy of 1986. Yeah, so hey, not only are we back to wrestling and starring Rowdy Rowdy, Roddy Piper, but it's a comedy. Something we... (laughs) No, it's just something we... It's been a long time since we tackled the comedy, because... Yeah, it's... Bad comedies 
I mean, I, su- I would suppose we <laughs> would hurt. qualify Jack Frost as a comedy. I guess sure. it was that was more of a horror film. It's a creepy descent into the hell of madness of one yeah. man. Yes, but I think if you were looking, it would be in the family slash comedy slash holiday film section. Slash I horror. guess <laughs> slash nightmarish I mean, hellish shit, horror. Before that, it was probably like Weekend at Bernie's, right? Which hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. that's why we call it a character way back when. Yes. So we've been moving like Bernie since. So yeah, welcome back, comedies. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! So pretty much why we brought Tobias from the land of of the Welsh here is because we figured who better to determine the rowdiness, the rottiness, and the piperiness of Rowdy Roddy Piper than our our resident Welsh expert? Because you know who better to tell us about a Canadian wrestler who pretends to be a Scotsman and wrestles for the American Wrestling League? (laughs) Then, our own resident Welsh expert. He was definitely rowdy. He definitely rowdy and definitely Piper. Yeah, was he was he rowdy as well? I think he was more Robbie in that movie, wasn't he? Wasn't that his name? Uh, sure, sure, yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, nobody <laughs> really knows his name. I mean, that's that's the weird thing. He was Rick, Rick, Rick Roberts, yeah. Rick Roberts, quick, quick, quick Rick. Rick, quick yeah, Rick Roberts. Right. That is not a nickname you want. No, better than Tom. Not want to be Quick Rick. No. <laughs> I'd rather be Tonga Tom. I don't know. Tonga Tom was a reader. Tonga Tom was kind of awesome. Well, I, I wouldn't rather ha- be Tonga Tom. I'd rather have his name. I'd like to be Sheldon Brockmeister, because that's a pretty badass name. Who is Sheldon? Except for the Sheldon. Well, he was like, the lawyer for like like Rock Brockmeister. Uh, well, yeah, I know. But, I mean, at least you've got a kick-ass last name. Yeah. Sure. All right. Sure. So, whatever. But the main people we've got in this, we got Rowdy Roddy Piper, of yes. course. Mm-hmm. we got Dirk Benedict, what? who is uh, Dirk Benedict. M. Harry You mean Templeton <laughs> Peck? Yeah, he is Templeton yeah. Peck for the whole movie as well. Yes. Yeah, he's basically in the exact same mode as A-Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost They could exactly. have been filming A-Team at the same time. Yeah. They probably um, kind of were. <laughs> you've got Captain Lou Albano playing Captain Lou, Captain Lou Murano. <laughs> playing Captain Lou Albano. It was a stretch Yeah, because pretty much, I think they had to keep the name because like he just wouldn't hear anything else on set unless probably. they were calling him Captain Lou. Yeah. But yes, but he had to be Murano because... Yeah. I'm sure Vince because, McMahon yeah. probably owns yeah. the name. <laughs> because Vince McMahon is a millionaire for a reason. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Controlling Captain yeah, Lou is that got, reason. Uh, Tanya Roberts, who's like kind of the love interest for Smilex. Lust interest. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Lust but interest is probably about right. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of like completely unnecessary. Yeah. And, and then it, you've got Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like a, a wrestling talk show host. Yes. He plays Vic Carson. Of Ring Talk. The most popular talk show. Yeah. And it's like America. I had forgotten how good Alec Baldwin's impersonation <laughs> of him amazing. is. Until we watched this and I was like, Holy crap. Holy Christ, that guy it, like Yeah. He even looks like him now. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. what's scary. It was uncanny. Yes. But um Yeah, otherwise, yeah, yeah, you got You got Billy Barty playing uh, a small role. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry! Fuck you! Hey, they did it. Hey, little times people in the jokes. Movie. Well, you know that was he was probably of, the funniest person in the movie. Yeah, he probably was. And he repeatedly called people faggots. Yeah, <laughs> which well, was seemed to be that, one man. That was kind of his catchphrase in the movie. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, he just basically he was, just was the, the angry little, yeah. angry little man. He basically said everything that was even remotely semi inappropriate in this movie. So that's I mean, how you do it. Yeah. Oh, nobody will think it's offensive if yeah. you have the little person say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, minor roles, you got John Aston, who was uh, Gomez Adams. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but he's only in it for like Yeah, he's like one, one scene. But he got, he got pretty high billing. And then um, uh, playing uh, Roddy Piper's niece is Kelly Martin from 
Life she's goes on. on you life say? goes on in yeah. ER. Sure. Yeah. But I just remember her because I had a crush on her like when I was like thirteen. Okay. So. Obliti, oblida. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So. Let's talk about the actual movie. Now that we talked about the stellar cast. It's it's hey man, it's an all star cast. It's like if you're going to put a wrestling movie together, mm-hmm. this is how you do it. And you had to do it on you'd, the low cost. You get Roddy Piper, and then you'd kind of try and talk to some other guys. You, you, you fill in the you. blanks. Yeah. You know, yeah. fill in around the edges. But no, I I gotta say, Roddy was just not well, not very not, rowdy. Not very. No, he was he was very low key in this movie. Yeah, I was he also did no piping. No, <laughs> that was sad. No I, I was I was kind of shocked and disappointed at how I mean Captain Lou Albano kind of stole a show from him. Oh yeah, well yeah, because Captain Lou was always on thirteen. Yeah, he doesn't he have was, a setting. It's it's always Captain he was Lou out of his mind. It's the actually there's movie. eleven and then there's Captain Lou. It's, it's actually well there's there's Super Mario, uh-huh. which is like a him on Quaaludes. Yeah, and just, then there's Captain Lou. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's maybe, still like, maybe the Cindy Lauper video where you couldn't really hear his voice most of the time and he was just yelling and shaking. Maybe that was. Right around the same level. <laughs> you didn't hear that? Hmm? You didn't hear it in the video? Just, you know, there was parts where it was drowned out by her singing. I always heard Captain Lou. Oh, did you? <laughs> did you also I'd... hear your neighbor's dog? <laughs> <laughs> what, We're not talking what about What was it telling right you to now. do? <laughs> okay. I know no. in the beginning, yes, you can hear him. Whatever. We're not talking about Cindy Lauper. We're talking about Body Slam. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, 1980s, though. About Yeah, era, okay. You know? Yeah, but it... Movie's all about Dirk Benedict. Yes, yeah. Dirk Benedict being uh, the shyster, the shyster mobile. He's a massive criminal. Yeah, yeah, he's like one of the least likable protagonists I think we've seen. Yeah, uh, he tries. He's kind of a aggressively an asshole towards everyone in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's probably he's like yeah. a con man, but like not even a good con man. Yeah, yeah, but he's still more likable than like you know most of our five bag territory movies. I guess, but you know. So, Still. yeah, I mean, if you if you compare him to like something like a, you know, I mean, obviously there's no likable people in Twilight or Forbidden Zone or, well, yeah. you know, the happening where we kind of were rooting for the plants. If I think the plants were the protagonist in that but movie. No, yeah. Yeah. they never give you a reason to like him in this, though. No, well, I mean, he's unless you like people conning you, then you unless might. you like assholes. Yeah, because he is just an asshole. Yeah, to a point. I mean, he's. What's know. his name of redeeming? Stop character. defending him. No, I just, I mean, he's got <laughs> like a battered wife. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, there's, no, there's, no, but he is kind of just, just a dick. He's like every cliche about a, like a, about a manager. What you would think a Hollywood manager agent. Yeah, but I mean, he kind of, he kind of has his turning point. I mean, it's your standard movie where. He does it no, for the, the money. money. And continues to throughout the whole. And continuing to reap oh, no, because he yeah. gives, we're skipping ahead of the movie. We're, getting, we're skipping ahead in the movie. <laughs> all right, fine. He has his redeeming you, moment. You try to find me yeah. a redeeming moment. While I will. We go through this. It was all during that part where you're reading Twitter. Is it when he wore yeah. those shorts? <laughs> yeah, but he's basically <laughs> he is supposed to be like this '80s music manager, producer type guy uh-huh. who he's got all these bands, he's got all this money, but you know he's driving around a Ferrari and he's he's big hot shit. But then his Ferrari immediately gets repossessed. Yeah. Well, I mean that was and, a common thing. I mean, look at look at the Weekend at Bernie's guys. I mean. Big talking guys in the, in the eighties who were doofuses and didn't amount to anything was a very common theme. I mean, yeah. you know, people larger than life, Axel Foley. You know, I mean, the list goes on. Yeah, I mean, but they basically imply that he had some success at some point, and now it's all probably gone. sure he's yeah. down on his luck. Yeah, yeah, he's because he's lazy, maybe, <laughs> and he's a complete asshole, and a complete yeah. asshole, and every movie and that Burt Reynolds was ever in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I, okay. So anyway, yeah. 
it starts off with that. He's the down on his luck guy, and he's just had his car repossessed. He's he's trying to do anything to get his life back in order, talking up a big game. His uh his lawyer offers him a gig, basically putting together a fundraiser yeah. gala event type thing for some guy who wants to be elected senator. Yeah, like a, like a senator that's going to be the governor or something. I'm I'm guessing state senator or something. Whatever. But yeah, it's like he's like, no, that guy's an asshole. Nobody's going to come to this thing. No, thank you. And you know, of course, things get worse. These Korean guys that he owes money to <laughs> basically come and fuck he, up his car and. Oh, not yeah. even his car. I'm sorry, not even his car. A car <laughs> Everyone that he, else's car, a car that, that yeah. he has stolen. Yes, at he, some, he, some point, at he some basically point. has shystered this car away from the John Aston character, and they come and just dismantle this car. Yeah, they literally like rip the door yeah. off, grab the fender, just rip it off. Yeah, the two largest Samoan men that you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So hanging out with this Korean guy. So basically, he's now without his car or the car that he's borrowed, and he goes back to his lawyer and is like. So, yeah, I'll do that thing for that guy. What's it pay? Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And basically, he's told to go talk to this guy. I, I didn't really understand. I guess this guy was like a venue guy or something. He was like, a booking I, agent. He was, booking the, agent. he was a booking agent for the convention. Center. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, he goes in to, to talk to this guy, and he's apparently can't wait, you know, because why, why would you? Dick. So he he's just, an asshole. He busts into the office, and this guy's basically dicking over Roddy Piper's character. Uh, quick Rick and uh, trying to force him to sign a contract. Yeah, like, cheat him out of a bunch of money. And, and uh, Dirk Benedict overhears this and intervenes and says, "I'll be your manager." You know, blah blah blah. This guy's trying to cheat you. Yeah. So because I he's trying so. because he's trying to make money off of Rowdy Rowdy Piper, the, the booking manager or Dirk Benedict. Both. Hard no, Dirk Benedict. wrestlers yeah, all he, over the he, country. The only reason he takes. His side is, I'm just going to continue to reinforce the point that he's a dick and yeah. he does nothing for the sake of anything but himself. Okay. He and wants then, to take the money instead of giving it to the other guy. No. Right. He sure. wants a chance because he's down on his He wants his 15% And he extorts cut. $500 out of him right there on the spot. Yes. On the yes, spot. he did. He did. Plus 15%. Yeah. He did. Yes. Yeah. Because right. he's a dick. So anyway, so yeah. But he, then that's when Captain Lou says, who's your new manager? <laughs> Basically, I'm fucking kill him. basically immediately, right? I mean, like he's waiting for him outside. Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's, word travels fast in the wrestling community, man. Uh, maybe maybe there's a scene in between, but it, it, it was really. very quick. They're basically discussing outside the terms of their agreement. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think so. Yeah. He hands him the money, and then suddenly, bam, there's Captain Lou and some wrestler dude who bends Dirk Benedict's cigarette in half with yeah, his cigar. cigar yeah. He keeps trying to smoke like footlong well, cigars. Well, even better than that, like uh, Dirk hands him the business card, and the dude just eats it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like basically, no, no point in this Called movie it. does Dirk Benedict hand over his business card successfully. No, it, it's kind of a running theme in this movie. Kind of everybody he, hands it back. Well, he or eats or eats it. it. Yeah, he like three or different he takes times it back from them. Three different times. Yeah, he hands out his business card and takes it back, and this one guy ate it. So we used to do that at my first job. Yeah, we, we all made our own business cards. We made one. We'd be like, <laughs> "Here, this is my business card. I'm gonna need that back." <laughs> nice. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Because they wouldn't make us business cards because we were nobodies. But, you know. You made your own. Anyway. You do. Nobody ate that business card, so you I probably still have it somewhere. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, so he becomes, sorry. He becomes, no, he becomes his uh, <laughs> manager. And, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. Of, there's about 30 minutes of, of pure fluff at this point that just. Yeah. He basically becomes his manager. They go to the gym where he's training. And, yeah. basically, Captain Lou sends, like, every goon possible at. Roddy Piper to tell him 
we, we don't like you leaving. You're not supposed to leave. You're, you know, blah, blah, right. blah. Those two that he did send, though, were not so much intimidating in the way that physically intimidating as they were frighteningly hugging on each other the whole time they were yelling at him. Yeah, they would. Yeah, because one, one guy had like a mohawk and the other one had like. It was almost like a reverse monk cut kind of. It was, <laughs> yeah. like, it was weird. It, I couldn't even describe what the hell that hair looked like, but. Yeah. But yeah, they were just, they're jacked up, you know, Crow Magnon wrestler type guys. It's basically their function. And so, I mean, yeah, he gets threatened a few times and uh, he runs off and kind of makes an appearance at this thing that he's supposed to be organizing, but does, you know, has done absolutely no work on whatsoever. So he just kind of shows up and be like, yeah, 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 it'll be great. There'll be all these bands and people there and promises all these things and. The, well, he tells them, like, Frank will be there, yeah. and Barbara will be there. And- right. So, these socialite ladies are kind of, are, you know, they're kind of on to him, so they're like, whatever, and they just kind of leave. Well, and- some of them, like, actually, when he says the the Frank and Barbara and yeah. Julio and everything, he's deliberately trying to mislead them, and they, like, one of them writes down Streisand, Sinatra, Iglesias, and some other ones. I hope that those were the names of the people in Kick. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Could be. Be kind of, that, that would be, that kind, would of be awesome. kind of awesome. But anyway, um, so on, on they, the- they basically leave, you know, the ladies leave and that just gives them an excuse to meet Tanya Roberts, who comes out of the pool and basically is the, the lady in charge's daughter, the, the rich lady in charge of throwing this shindig for the senator guy. Mm-hmm. It's her daughter. Yeah, she's just there because... 42 and living at home. Yeah. <laughs> I like that she keeps getting older yeah. every time we talk about her. She's 56. Yeah. She keeps looking older. I'm yeah. sorry. So he hits on her and basically, like I said, for about 30 minutes, it's basically him dividing his time between kind of being a rock manager, kind of giving the runaround to the Korean money lenders, going <laughs> to see his band kick and giving them kind of the runaround. And then yeah. giving I mean, her the only the- really significant thing that happens is obviously he gets Rowdy Rowdy Piper and then he gets... Tonga Tom. Right. And they decide, I guess, I don't know if they were. A tag team. Yeah, I don't no, know they, they said they became a tag okay. team after that. Yeah. So basically, he but that's the only significant thing yeah. that comes out of it. Yeah. And then um, five minutes of movie. Yeah. And like I said, it's just, it's him going back and forth between these people and just giving them the runaround and, you know, him hitting on and kind of eventually sort of taking her on dates, Tanya Roberts and mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. It basically ends with him. Uh, they have this big match, and uh, the first match that he's organized for the the new tag team of they basically go up against the Cannibals, which is the reigning tag team. Well, champions. they do win one match before that, where they do they? they beat up the guys oh, in the, the white dudes. in the white yeah. suits, right? Yeah, just the generic masked wrestler yeah. guys. But then they go up, and they're supposed to be fighting someone else. But yeah, that's right. In the last second, they say, "Okay, the Cannibals are taking their place," and they basically come in, blindside them, and. Choke him with chains, beat him with chains, and yeah. Win. While and Dirk Benedict is wearing a dress and a wig that nobody is in drag, because oh yeah, recognizes yeah. him. Again. One guy, recognizes, like because he's guy, trying to hide from the senator and all their friends because he basically put Kick there, up on yeah. stage instead of Barbara Streisand, and everyone right. hit the panic button. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, that's that why the redeeming he, moment. No, no, I'm just saying no. that's why that's why he that's why he was running around in drag. Yeah, he was trying to hide out. But from they, I like that they made a point of saying. Like acting all shocked when the woman walked into the dressing room, you know, like lady, the powder room is down the hall. And yet his like eight year old niece is sitting right there in the men's locker room yeah. on several occasions. Well, she's yeah. a little girl, but and it's understood. Still? Like, I think, I think everybody knows at this wrestling arena that that's Rowdy Roddy Piper's niece, but 
why is she in the men's locker room? Because she has apparently she's an orphan. Oh, and Rowdy Roddy Piper is the only one who takes care of her. Right. That's what I. That's the kind of the backstory that I right. gend up. And that's about all the backstory you're fucking getting out of this movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's way two. more backstory than the movie will give you. Yeah. Sure. Sure. The movie but, don't give a fuck. But yeah, so that happens. They and basically it both does not. The, Rowdy Piper <laughs> and Tom. Tom, what is Tonga it? Tom. Tonga Tom. Tonga Tom. Traction, more or less, and uh, he's got his chin in a strap, which yeah. is nice. I didn't quite understand what injury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oil can. But yeah, it's like it's just kind of weird because he's can't. He could barely talk in this movie anyway, and then they strap his chin to the hospital bed, and he <laughs> can talk even less so. And, and then at this point, Tom Katam is struck retarded. Like he didn't seem that bright to begin struck with. Retarded or. But yeah. at the at this point in the hospital, he's doing the big toothy grin, and the and the niece is reading to him from a comic book. Yeah, he's like, "I like it when you read." <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, it's just. <laughs> well, come on, Harry! I want yeah, Harry, that was fun. fun. I did good. Yeah, yeah, but Harry basically quits on him. Yeah, he says I don't feel like getting tossed out of the ring on my head again yeah so he's walking around with crutches and a neck brace because he got roughed up too in in his lady's clothing which then he then uses to try to seduce tanya roberts is that his redeeming moment no 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 we're still not there yet <laughs> third act we're stuff. never getting there third <laughs> act <laughs> stuff third act stuff come on I don't, all right i'll believe it's it in about the it. sixth or seven oh, we're, we're, we're about halfway through the second act that's now. when the koreans show up again yes yes because guy. he goes on a date with her and he pulls the whole like oh my neck hurts you got to take me home and and you gotta uh, get me in the hot tub. tub. Yeah, you gotta feel better. You gotta put me in the hot tub. So, and he owes them sixty-seven or sixty-three thousand dollars. Sixty-seven thousand. I thought it was no. I think it was like eight thousand dollars. I think it was like six thousand seven hundred. It was really? not much money. That's what was hilarious. No, no, it was I, like no, sixty-seven sure thousand. Oh, okay. 67, that makes a bit, But they destroyed at this point. They then destroyed one hundred twenty thousand dollars worth of cars. Yes, yes, at least. Yeah. Well, because she's driving a uh, Rolls Royce, right? Yeah. Right. And like an old one. Yeah. Like a really nice In one. immaculate condition. Yeah. 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 And Until they he? tip it off the pier. I wasn't. What was the other one? Was it a, it was a Jaguar? Ja- Jaguar. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's why we brought you on here. These things <laughs> like that. Jaguar. <laughs> yeah. They had removed yeah. the, the hood ornament, but it, uh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, that's that's that he's know. this little tiny Korean guy, but he walks into the sound of a gong. Yes. <laughs> or he shows up. And I don't know if he and was Korean. Yeah, well, he kept it, saying he was Korean, but I mean, then I mean, he, but I mean, this is guy. This guy is like the biggest stereotype. He was dressed ever. exactly like Mr. Fuji from wrestling as well. Oh yeah, there you go. He was. Was it Mr. Fuji? I don't know enough about Mr. Fuji. If <laughs> if, if they had <laughs> established him as Chinese, I'm pretty sure he would have walked him to the. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is about them too is they always seem. They, I think they live in his backyard. <laughs> they do come out because whenever gates. he gets home, they <laughs> appear. Well, this is skipping. They, ahead they come a out bit. from behind the fence. It's skipping ahead a little bit, but we got to talk about his car the the korean guy's car because we never see it at this point because he just shows up oh yeah we'll 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 get to that later we'll get to that okay yeah that's just too amazing it's a great reveal all right um but by the way those two guys they actually were samoans Uh and um they actually were wrestlers with captain lou albano as their Uh, manager well there you go they were the wild samoans was either of them rocky uh the rock's dad no, <laughs> he was a wrestler and a Samoan. Yeah. There can't be that many. No, I, well, there, are there are a lot of large Samoans <laughs> out there. Believe me. Yeah, um, Tonga Tom is actually apparently a member of the same family as these two other guys. Oh. I don't know if it's like a wrestling family in air quotes. Oh, okay. Or well, uh, see, they look like giant Samoans. Tonga Tom looked like Jermaine Jackson on roids. That's true. Yeah. He yeah. had the Jerry curl going. He's he just 
slightly yeah. retarded. The big yeah. toothy grin. <laughs> he just. Yeah. yeah, so they... Here's a special He guy. was not intimidating at all. Basically, no. the uh, what I was getting to is, like, you know, now Tanya Roberts has taken him home, and they're halfway up the steps to go to the hot tub, and the Korean cock blocker shows back <laughs> up, and <laughs> and just now dismantles her car, which I think is... Is this the second or third second. car? Second car at this, this point? Is the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they don't dismantle this one. They just roll it into this. Yeah, ocean. that's right. That's right. They just pick this one up and then roll it down the hill because yeah. yeah somehow he's broke down on his luck but he lives right on a cliffside and yeah still california they haven't they haven't uh foreclosed they haven't, oh, on the house that's yet. Right, they're trying we actually never, do you ever see him inside the house mm, no. no no he just he, he lives outside maybe he lives house. out the back with those dudes mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the hot that's tub. why they get there so fast <laughs> the hot tub the hot tub's actually broken the korean broke it and that's why he's trying to stop people going into it right. yeah so anyway but yeah so that fails again and that's an excellent subplot. <laughs> they didn't explore it much in the movie. But. They really should have. Was it in the, uh, the Direct, graphic novel? Director's cut, I think. An extra 30 minutes. Hot tub. Hot tub. But Too hot. So now, at this point, Dirk Benedict is now down on his luck. He's stopped shaving. He's hanging out, <laughs> looking off camera to the beach, to the sunsets, and Rowdy Piper shows up in his, uh, <laughs> his towel t-shirt. That he <laughs> made terry cloth t-shirt. His terry cloth t-shirt. And... Um, Gives him the very a very brief moral you know uplifting you know rousing yeah. speech. Says, but, if you quit, I quit. Yeah, and so <laughs> not a want to quit. Wrestling. And then suddenly the inspirational so music got. kicks in. Dun, 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 dun. And he goes, "I've got it!" And he decides to take his two loves, <laughs> his two passions of his rock and roll band, Kick or Kicks at this point. At this point, his Kicks um, and his two wrestlers, and go on tour. To, with a rock and roll wrestling, rock and wrestling. They don't decide on that until they get to that creepy They're guy's do story. Both, but not yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. It's it's a, like a double feature thing, but like on different nights. So, yeah. and um, he's just you know maximizing just, his money earning potential by bussing them all sure, around yeah, sure. first class. Yeah, but since you mentioned it, uh, how it, the music swells when mm-hmm. he has the idea. Should we just mention this is the least subtle soundtrack in the history of soundtracks? <laughs> feel <It's>, things. <laughs> it's up there. We have music. It's up there. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. I mean, there's like a wailing guitar whenever anything awesome happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, Dong. it's yeah. kind of like the Green. sort of thing that everything else makes fun of. Yeah. But this is actually doing it in it earnest. It owns it. When's the yeah. synthesizer music? When was that? Because. Which one? The one with the xylophone? <laughs> no, there's like a some. I, I don't remember. At some point, synthesizer music kicked in. This is it? a movie from 1986. Made me feel to ask when the synthesizer music <laughs> was, kicked in. Was that the moment when <laughs> is when, when the credits go back to it? Was when the synthesizer music kicked in? Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, because it made me feel hopeful that mm. it would work out for the best. Uh, that that track is <laughs> actually called "Hopeful me. That You Will Work." That it'll, That track is actually called "Hopeful That It Will Work Out for the Best." Mm. The key um, of C. Yes. They could have come up with a better name for that track. It's pretty descriptive. It's kind of a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. So, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> anyway, so they take their act on the road, yes, which cues. They, they get a shitty bus. Montage. Montage. It's a hell of a montage. And I think, I guess that we worked a, a couple times. They're yeah, they get a separate, fe- you know, concert wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. And then they finally get to this one <laughs> yeah. podunk city with this really creepy Barn was it San Bernardino, California? Yep, they said San Bernardino. I, I don't know, but it's basically like they're performing in this barn because they <laughs> they meet this guy who's <laughs> basically tells them that sorry, man, you can't can't do two different nights. Uh, we got four H, and then only the, got one, and then the pig, you know, auction the next at that night, and yeah. yeah. So he's 
forced to double book but the two together. They do check the calendar in the most awesome way a calendar yes, ever been checked. Because he has a He's an like, assistant. Let well, me check Dirk, my assistant. Dirk Dirk Benedict says um says, Well, can't you just move the hog Pigs, auction yeah. and call it a clerical error? <laughs> and uh what does he say? I want you want well, you to meet my clerk. I, the cl- the hogs won't mind. But my clerk might. Yeah, and I was really hoping he was pulling out a gun. Yeah, I, was, I thought shotgun. I, thought, I, I was thinking either giant hand. For some reason, he had, he had a roll top desk, and I yeah, thought I figured he was going. I thought for some reason there was going to be a person inside of there. <laughs> like he was going to have another little person that pops out <laughs> with a sign. Like, we can't change it. <laughs> uh, it's right here on the counter, boss. I don't know why. And, and I just. I 100% expected a person to be inside that roll top desk, but no, it's a amazing computer. It's a 1986, like, you know, with one button, amber one display. Button press. Yeah. You can get a calendar. Yes. He pressed the button and F- it, it woke F- up from F- the screensaver or something <laughs> <laughs> that they had back then. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, badass computer moment. And they respected its authority. Cause, well, yes, because it's I, a We thought for just a second because... make mistakes. The guy walks away and... and, and no, after his story, computers. though. It's after his story. Yeah, well, this guy walks away and then Dirk Bennett is left standing there. And I thought for sure he was going to, you know, start hacking into the computer and change the dates around. That was how he was going to resolve like this. play a game? Yeah, but no. The whole inspiration for the rock and wrestling thing came from that guy's story about his dad visiting a prostitute or something. Oh, yeah, the best bang for the buck. Ah, uh, yes, which was... Sure. Awkward. Sure. <laughs> yeah, awkward and creepy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so he just decides to make it one night, put the rock and roll act and the wrestling together and Together at last. Everybody shows up and it sets the world on fire. God damn it if I wouldn't go to that show. Oh, hell yes. And is every <laughs> one of the wrestling shows where they try and pin Quick Rick? Is that it? Yeah, that basically yeah. they invite audience members. Yeah, yeah they basically say a thousand bucks to anyone that can it's basically Spider Man one. Yeah. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bonesaw. Mm-hmm. Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Yeah, where they they bring out the guy, a guy's like Pee Wee. They're like, "We're bringing in Pee Wee," <laughs> and he comes up with the bow tie on. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just this scrawny little guy. And then his brother, what do they call his brother? Tiny, tiny. tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever is, the last name was. That was one fat son of a bitch. <laughs> Probably weighed in at a you know a conservative four hundred fifty. Yeah, he got to be four fifty. He was an enormous. That dude man. was huge, fat, and hairy. He, he was basically in. He had long pants and suspenders. Yeah, I mean, like a like a flannel shirt that came off real a flannel quick. tent over that. <laughs> the yeah. hardest working suspenders in all of show business. <laughs> and yeah. he he basically just fell on him. Yeah, yeah. that of, was kind of his thing. <laughs> Pee Wee gets behind him and they do the push him over, yuck, triple, oh, yuck, yeah. yuck, 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 and then shake hands. Oh, because yeah. Rowdy just goes to work on his face as soon as he gets yeah. in the ring, <laughs> just kind he of punches awesome. him in the mouth. <laughs> kind of awesome, but yeah. So they, hey, aren't we supposed to shake? And then yeah. it sets up the. Uh, the trip, and then he just basically falls on him and <laughs> kills him. <laughs> Doesn't might should have. And yeah, then so Dirk Benedict has the wonderful idea to um, to get the band playing again. Well, yeah, of, because they have the old lady playing the organ upstairs. God, I, I remembered where this old. Okay, <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead and talk about the old lady, and then I'll tell you. Where I'm just saying from. that's the best. That's the best crazy little cameo we've had in a while. I mean, if. If if the the lady freaking out in Blind Fury had gone on a little bit longer, that's the best like quickest cameo I think or uh-huh. small part in a movie we probably ever had because you know we're talking two seconds of screen time and she's that amazing. But this old lady playing the <laughs> the, the organ, she's, I don't I recognize she's playing the organ in the middle of like in the middle of the match when something happens. Of, she plays dun, a little dun, yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, a little dun. yeah a little filler piece. It's not rock enough to get the wrestlers. Right. No, no. It's your so Dirk, Benedict, yeah. Dirk Benedict has to get the uh, the band playing again to combat the 
the organ playing of uh, one Ellen Albertini Dow, who was the old woman that sang Rapper's Delight yes. in... Um, yes, in The Wedding Singer. In The Wedding Singer. Yeah, I knew, I knew. She was also okay. in... And yes, she hasn't aged totally from then everything to else. Totally, thank you. No. She, that was also the in shit yeah. out of me. Sister Act and Sister Act 2. Of course Back she in is. a habit. That's right. Wait, was that your first actual legitimate way to work Sister Act 2 into anything? <laughs> <at> 75, <laughs> yes. episodes? 75 episodes and I worked it in. Legit. It was worth it. You can just disband now. <laughs> Guess next week we're watching a Kathy to Jimmy movie. <laughs> no. We can watch any Kathy to Jimmy movie. That's the wonderful part. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, she's playing. So she's playing the organ. That dun, 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 and she's dun, really dun, dun. happy about it. Oh God, <laughs> she's getting down on that organ. <laughs> we never see what she's wearing because you only see her head. So <laughs> 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 oh, yes. <laughs> 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 Killed it. I'm good. You're right there. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not good at all. Nope, I'm not. <laughs> uh, you win the internet. <laughs> all right. She is the organist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she does have her hands all over that organ. <laughs> <laughs> so she's getting down on the organ. <laughs> yeah, and they decide like like. Dirk Benedict runs out and he's just like he tells the band you have to play you you gotta this lady's killing us we gotta play something so he just has them trading riffs like <laughs> yeah. all the ladies doing the dirt 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 on the organ they're like <laughs> they are singing the baddest ass America power shit ever man they are just throwing licks out there if left I and was right wrestling, trying to combat that organ I would have ri- I would have ripped a dude's spine out <laughs> like scorpion in Mortal Kombat <laughs> I'd be like America <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And all that. And so, then, and so then, of course, Roddy I, Piper I, comes back. Yeah. yeah. You just needed, you know, he and Tonga, inspirational music like Hogan. You know, he and Tonga pin the pin the gigantic dude together, mm-hmm. and then they all get up and hug, and they're like, "Yeah, we're Ooh, awesome." Put on and a I guess good they're all show. Best buddies. Yeah. So what I was about cheats to say. that guy out of a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this this happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they uh, so they leave, and and this is once again chance for crazy arena guy to show off just how creepy he is because he goes running out and is like we got another open date we'd love to have you come back this is the most excited this town's ever been and he yells Woo. out some date is there apparently they got to get the fuck out of there because yeah, they're like, like we are like, gone he, the guy's handing him a check and dirk bennett is like leg is like half on the bus like and it's already moving like okay we gotta go bye bye <laughs> and he just yells out like oh i no, it was the wrong date that that night's artificial insemination night and scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're all left sitting huh. there in shock horror. <laughs> Come on down for jizz night. <laughs> I don't like the implications of artificial insemination no. night. I, I was going to throw that out there. I don't night. know what Come that is. Down. I don't know who would go is, to artificial insemination. Come on, come is that a workshop? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I do. Everyone's coming to artificial insemination <laughs> night. Not not knowing is worse than knowing. It's, some guarantee can't it. be unlearned. Uh, all right. Okay. Yeah. I just want to know, is it... Uh, you just stay away. That's all you got to know. I don't know if they're just workshopping. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Bring your sow. It's a therapy session. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. And so Yeah, apparently this, now, this thing is now taken off. So they're, they're going around and doing their thing and getting more and more popular. And, and Dirk and it, ends up going back on Charles Nelson Riley's show. Yes. Basically tricking Captain Lou Albano into... Right. 
having his putting his guys up for a match. Well, this is the third act, and this is where I'm saying he redeems himself a little bit because he this is why he redeems. Himself. Yes, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to explain. <laughs> Tobias is unconvinced, <laughs> so he, <laughs> des- he decides that you know they're doing well, and and they're you know he's basically out of hawk now. I mean, they they they're apparently doing really well, and in order for them to complete their journey, that they need to win the belt. That's that's what they need to mm-hmm. do. What they set out to do, and what they've dreamed to do. He's apparently he's paid off most of his debts, I guess, you know, except for maybe the Korean guys, because like, <laughs> yeah, not the Korean. They've already just keep showing. Like I said, they've already wrecked enough <laughs> well, to pay it back. Yeah, I mean, to, to run back, just they never show bit. his house again. So they probably burned it down at that point. <laughs> he got out of the debt on a technicality, like went yeah. to court. He legally didn't have te- to pay it. Yeah. yeah, legally he didn't have to pay it, but sure. they were going to collect anyway. So. Sure, but yeah, I'm just saying. But they they've wrecked enough. Money wise to pay for the debt. At this point, somewhere in the neighborhood of one hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to see Tanya Roberts again, not only because you know he wants to get in her Beastmaster, but you know he also like decides to hand them his entire proceeds from the championship match that he set up and to pay back. You know, fucking them over for the the gala event. What he owes. Yeah. So he's he's going around and he's trying to make things right. I mean, he's trying to give up his money to make things right. I felt like he was doing that I mean, just so she not, would sleep with him. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's yeah. not completely altruistic, but I mean, it's it's still... He doesn't have to do that. He probably could have called her up and said, hey, baby, what's up? You know, you want to go fuck? You know? And he didn't do that. He at least gave back the money. But he didn't yet, though, because mm. he hadn't made it yet. Well, he yeah, was trying. I got, honestly, I got the feeling he was giving it back so that he'd be even and he could just hit on her and the family wouldn't be a pain in the ass. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Sure. It didn't seem that altruistic That was the impression I got. But yeah. he, but I'm saying like he was slowly but surely changing around. Maybe the movie well, ended without him. At least him. he was not doing shitty things like actively shitty things right. anymore. That's what I'm saying. Maybe like, he wasn't aggressively right. Shitty. He wasn't <laughs> an aggressive asshole. Some, sometimes the character arc in the '80s wasn't a whole arc but, so much as like a, a mild bend. <laughs> but in the beginning, he was in like a really difficult situation. He was doing shitty things to his friends. Yes. Later on, he's not in such a difficult situation. So there would be. Like I mean, he's not going out of his way to do shitty things. I don't feel like he learned anything though. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Basically, his lesson later, was: you can exploit people yeah. till you have money again, and then everybody likes you. Yeah, you're right. And then later on, he still exploits situations to get. I'm it. just saying he's he's no more a scumbag than most '80s protagonists. If you go back and watch oh, a lot of his movies, sure, but that doesn't make him any less of a scumbag no. okay but i'm just saying at least he's not on coke there was a little bit <laughs> that of we, that we know of there was a little bit of a redemption factor be it when shallow do 80s type of thing but anyway yeah big match obviously come on it's you know what happens they, they win amazing <laughs> you know i mean but so much more happens than that well yes i mean yeah you've got the little person knocks out charles nelson riley so that he can be the sole commentator right and they bring chick hern up to speak with him yes and Chick's probably going, how the fuck did I end up in this movie? Well, didn't he show up earlier in the movie, too? No? He did. He yeah. Did. It's just like... What? He was a ringside announcer. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's your standard final match wrestling movie thing. I mean, they have, for whatever reason, they've got stars of 80s and 70s and 80s wrestling at the ringside. <laughs> the Iron Sheik. Yeah. Uh, classy yeah. Freddie Blassie. Uh-huh. Who Rick is Flair, amazing. Ric Flair and uh, Flair. That one, one other person. Who looked like Dude, being the, hit by a shovel. Yeah, the cauliflower ear guy. I don't, I don't know who that was. <laughs> Apparently, he was probably, like 15-year champion or something crazy. Uh, Bruno Sammartino. Sure. Yeah. And whoever the dude... Who was the dude in the red shirt and the, with uh, the cane? Classy Freddie Blassie. Who was incredibly angry. Well, it's because he and the... He's Irish a heel. heels. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then, that's why they go well, yeah. That's pretty much why they... They, you know, <laughs> yeah. they also I mean, established... I figured that, but man, he was just like 
aggressively angry. Well, yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. Um, I liked how the wrestling event was billed as bigger than the Super Bowl and the World Series combined. Oh, yeah. And, oh, with, and the Academy and Awards. The Academy Awards. Awards. Yeah. Yeah. It was everything. Yeah. It was the World Cup. I don't the Olympics. understand why for... Because <laughs> it was huge. Yeah. They, we've been on they the bus for three months. Us. It was the biggest. It really was the biggest thing. They the were world. amping us, the sure audience up to there, but <laughs> but anyway, yes. So I mean, big final battle, obviously, with much you know difficulty. The in, they the, end up winning, and yeah. But we want to mention something before yeah, the, the parking oh, okay. lot scene. The parking lot scene. The parking lot scene that you okay. wanted to bring up. Yeah. Did I specifically? Yeah. Because, because of the, of the car. Korean. Oh, the car. The car. <laughs> Shit. Yes. Yes. The Korean guy's car. Yeah. Please, BJ. You you love fact. Uh, doling out so please tell us about the car it was in a suzu wait a minute a suzu? suzuki suzuki yeah it was a suzuki brat <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes which, which, which is this, the worst this. car ever <laughs> it's up there <laughs> it looks like a tennis shoe <laughs> it, it does yeah. the brat but, always looked like a tennis <laughs> yeah, shoe to me basically it was like it wasn't it like it suzuki's, was always like orange or some just ugly wasn't it like color. suzuki's answer to the el camino because yeah. i mean it was like yeah. a it was car truck. the worst answer to the el camino yeah i'm just saying yeah, it was like very very tiny it was a cuck yeah they didn't hear the question or a car Yes, it was a very, very, very tiny truck <laughs> car. The thing. thing is, he pulls up, and the two Samoan dudes are sitting, are in, the sitting back. in the back. Yes, <laughs> in the bed. Like this car probably should have maybe sat one of them, you know, width maybe. wise. Yeah, somehow they they fit. I don't but know they, how. but they roll up, and um, Dirk takes the chance to. He's standing by uh, Captain Lou's crazy. I, I don't even know what kind it of looks like a. Looked like a Rolls. Yeah, it looked like a really like old really Rolls. Old Rolls. And like he basically a, is like, please don't touch family. my car. It's worth blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. I don't think that we really ever see what they do to it. Maybe you just... They finally. just break out something that looks like the Jaws Oh, that's right. That's hey. right. They, they break oh, out the They Jaws cut a bar that they have with them. Yeah. 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 It's for demonstration. Probably because, <laughs> like, probably because they were like, we can't actually yeah. wreck yeah. this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even if it is a prop, it's probably worth more than Yes, they actually bust out the Jaws of Life. And it's a Subaru brat. Subaru? Oh, yeah, it's a Subaru. Okay. Subaru, not Suzuki. Is that Korean? Okay. Uh, Subaru? No. 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 That was a shame. Because he was Korean. I figured he'd buy Korean. <laughs> yeah, I think Because well, he, he kept going on about Korean. This was Korea. pre-Hyundai. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say Hyundai was like the only Korean car yeah. I know. That's the Bi-Drive Recreational All-Terrain Transporter. Ooh. Oh, that's what it sounds like. It's a coupe utility version of these. Uh, Does it say it's how a many sneaker on wheels? Does yeah. it say how many large Samoans you can put in it? <laughs> um, Does it say how many boxes of Samoas you can put in it? <laughs> Lots of boxes of Samoas. Okay. It, it's one point three Samoans. One point five cubic Samoans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow! It fits a, a two suitcases, a garbage yeah. bag, a hey, dead you, dog, and a trumpet. Perfect. Yeah. Or tuba. All right, you get a ninety-four horsepower engine. So in that yeah. So anyway, that couldn't pull two Samoans. <laughs> just just the sight of them pulling up in that brat. Yes, because they're in suits. It. Okay, all of them are in suits. Yes, we mm-hmm. digress now. But yeah, but then they get back to the fight. Yes, they win. Well, actually, the, there's a riot happen. before the fight starts, which yeah. is pretty excellent. Sure, we like. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, because the because it starts with cannibals. The cannibals go up on stage while Kick is playing. Yeah, and basically proceed to destroy all their instruments. Yeah. But is that and then uh, one dude pushes that other guy and oh, the, the, champion the professional dude. wrestler. Yeah, that's right. The the ninja comes out of nowhere yeah. and just decks the championship guy and it starts a bloody yeah. riot. Yeah, I don't know why. This is our second riot. That's <laughs> it's great. I yeah. I love it. The more riots the better. Yeah, it is a melee. Yeah. With yeah. like the rich folks who have shown up for whatever reason, like the, the gubernatorial candidate is there and 
Yeah. He just starts strangling just starts, the lawyer. Well, yeah, he starts strangling the lawyer, but first he was kind of oh, ducking yeah. out of the way <laughs> for no reason. And like the family, uh, Tanya Roberts' family is all freaked out and, oh my God. But yeah. And yeah, like I said, they, they win. And, yeah. And, but we have to point out, it ends the movie the way movies should end. They get handed the belts. They hold them up in the air triumphantly and freeze frame. Credits. Slow fade. <laughs> credits. Yep. And no bullshit after the credits. Just no. movies done. Freeze frame. Go. Yep. All right. We've talked about this for a long time. Let's let's rate this fucker. We have talked a long time. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot happened, even though it didn't. Okay. I'm I'm getting the feeling I'm I'm a bit in the minority here, but I. <sighs> The second half, the second act of this movie is a little rough. It's um, it's it it, it goes is. it goes a little too whatever ish. But the good moments are pretty good, and I think I'm gonna settle on a two jocks. I was I, expecting you to go higher. I was thinking three. I, I'm, I'm I called three. I'm very close to a three, <laughs> but you. the second the second act is is a bit tedious. But yeah, the 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 stuff at the end is really fun. And I wish it had been more of that throughout the movie. And I think it would have easily gotten a three, but I can't for the sum of the movie, two. I'll go, I'll go next if you want. Um, <laughs> I give it a one because I just too much of the like the best part of the movie was the wrestling. The wrestling wasn't that good, but it, there wasn't enough of it for the first 45 minutes. We just had Dirk Benedict being an asshole. So I... I think talking about it, I enjoyed the movie more. So one, jock. one jocks, yeah. One jo- okay, I got to give it a two. Um, for good jocks, two jocks. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, two jocks. The way you talked about it at some point, I, I, I was thinking this might go in back territory. No, for no, you guys. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I didn't hate this movie. I, I didn't really dislike it. It wasn't all that, you know, super. Obviously, it, it's just good enough to get a two. I honestly thought you were going for a three, Harlow. I, I was close. I, I like I said, you, that second act is the way I felt. You know, is it's it's much as you were defending Dirk Benedict. I thought you were going three. <laughs> I'm just saying he's your prototypical '80s protagonist. But uh, it it just didn't have enough enough of the goods to make it a three or or even higher. I mean, it's nowhere near a four or a five because we get that whole hell no bell curve thing on fours and fives. But. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I have to agree with Tobias. It need- needed more wrestling and better wrestling. Of course, I mean, you give it a little, you know, a little bit of leeway because it's a, you know, mid-80s wrestling movie and mm-hmm. eh, it's not really exactly the heyday, I don't think. I mean, I... I, I beg to differ. Yeah, I mean, I could have... For wrestling I, movies. I could watch oh. old wrestling if there was more of it, but there yeah, just wasn't. This feels like almost like a wrestling movie that was made before wrestling became really popular. Yeah. Because yeah. there's but really, like, Roddy Piper mm-hmm. and Captain Lou Albano are pretty much the only people you're going to recognize. Unless you're, like, a well, hardcore wrestling yeah. motherfucker. Well, yeah, but Ric Flair doesn't yeah, even wrestling. say anything. Yeah. Ric Flair is, like, waving from a crowd. Sure. So I don't know if that really yeah. counts. Uh, really. And I guess but, you'd have to, you'd probably have to be a fan. But I'll, I'll say fan. this about that era. It's the last time in wrestling where it was unapologetically, hey, this isn't fake. This is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That mi- that mystique was still in serious effect. Oh yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. And that's how they play this. I mean, they they play you know showing injury, showing holy shit, these guys actually kicked our ass, you know. And yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm I, I'm only at one jocks. Hmm. Okay. I, I'm, I'm I was almost in one bags. Like before we started, I was at one bag, but. I've kind of enjoyed really? talking about it more yeah. and moved up. See, I had things well, I mean, that this is, easily peaked into three. I'm okay. just saying moments. Listen, 
moments. This is by the guy who made Smokey and the Bandit. Yes. Yeah. Cannonball Run. Yes. Megaforce. Yes. Stroker Ace. Yes. Cannonball Run 2. Fuck yes. Rad. Fucking A yes. This is not on that level of any of those movies. Uh, it is definitely on the level of Cannonball Run 1. When's the last time you've seen it? It's kind of a shit movie. You. Really? Yeah, the first one is. Okay. I'll second take one, for it, the second one, one, I guarantee you have seen it more recently the than The second I one have. is like they go balls out crazy on the second one, but the first one is kind of a shit movie. There's the first one with Jackie Chan. And- yeah, it's like Terry Bradshaw yeah. shows up. It's, but, yeah. but either way. Yeah, the tech, no, the, the guy made all these. I know. I know. If and, you, and I wanted more Roddy Piper being Roddy Piper. Yeah. They they really could have used anyone in that role and would it would have been the same. It, it's it it is a shame because this guy's pedigree is that for years before he was a director, he was a stuntman. Stunt yeah. So stuntman slash coordinator. So it's it's unfortunate because you see something like Action USA where it's like, fuck yes, stunts, and there's very little of that in this. Yeah, all the stunts are in res- or wrestling. In wrestling, yeah. And most of them aren't that good. No, it's pretty tame. I will I just want to point out while we're talking about this guy's filmography, it's Hal Needham, by the way. I haven't seen this in years, so it may be shit, but I remember this being absolutely amazing. If you can find it and watch it, watch his 1979 movie, The Villain, with, uh, it's actually, I think it's one of Schwarzenegger's first movies where he doesn't speak a wor- word of English. I think he's just... He's Handsome Stranger. Yes. And it's got Kirk Douglas and Anne Margaret. Awesome, awesome movie, as I recall it. Really, really damn funny. But just want to recommend that. I, okay. I apologize if it's not what I remember, but I remember that being awesome. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, I guess we're done with this one, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let us move. Can't exactly wholeheartedly recommend it, but it is on streaming, it's so on it's streaming. free. Yeah. If you like wrestling. And it's not a waste of time. Catch it while it's still there, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, moving on. Break Alrighty. time. Break. Welcome back. Hey, Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Second half. Have to. So, uh, we, got some, we got some voicemails. We got an email or two. Um, we're going to save the email because it's all topic related and because uh, it just came in today. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have time to prepare for it, so we're going to save it for a later time. So, I'll save reading it and all that for then. And yeah, the meantime, reading is for later. Yeah. No reading. It's too Much late. Much later. So we got um, we got a couple of voicemails. Let's let's go ahead and take uh, one quick one here from Ed, who uh, recently decided to get uh, YSOed up. Hey, Bamf cats! It's Ed once again calling you guys up. Uh, I don't know if I should thank you or hate you for introducing me to the movie The Room. I love it, but I want to hate it. So congrats, I guess. Um, also, the fact that you hated Forbidden Zone made me laugh quite heartily, so I also thank you for that. Anyways, keep up the good work. Just wanted to drop you guys a line and say hey, and keep doing what you're doing. Bye. Gee, we're glad you enjoyed our suffering there, uh-huh. Ed. Thanks, Ed. Don't worry about it. Yeah, as for the room, yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Oh, hi, Ed. 
That, that is kind of my reaction still to that movie. It's like, I shouldn't enjoy this as much as I do. It kind of, it kind of grows on you like a fungus. This is what it like. Yeah. It, the room is one of those things that makes me happy about, about doing this podcast. Okay. It's like, it's, it's brought like, Mackie is what I would describe as a film snob, actually a media snob, really, but a, a film snob. I'm a snob in, when it comes to everything. Pretty much. Um, you know, in in some ways. I prefer but, the term elitist fuck. <laughs> sure, a media elitist. Pretentious shit. A pretentious shitcock, yes. But it, the fact that you love that movie the way you do, whether a literal, literal a lot, it, it's kind of up to debate, I guess, daily, but... Uh-huh. Um, the fact that you now embrace that movie and all the rest of the movies is like one of the reasons I love doing this. It, it you know, besides yeah. obvious personal gain. As this is making me realize I really haven't gone in bag territory lately. No, you haven't. But I mean, we all went on Forbidden Zone, but I've been yeah. kind of. But yeah, it it you're embracing the schlock, and I that I I can appreciate. I should have given a bag to tonight's movie. No, just, just to bring my too late. Back. No, too late. Though I. One thing that popped into my head during the break in thinking about um, that guy's filmography. Okay. Replace Dirk Benedict with Burt Reynolds. Yep. What rating does that movie get? It goes up to 300. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because you can imagine the energy Burt would bring to yeah. it. Maybe he'd be, a, he'd be a cocky shit in a completely different way than Dirk Benedict was. Yeah, and that's what, I'm, that's what I was trying to say. It's like, to me, it, it doesn't matter the man doing it per se. Because like I said, I, yeah. you replace him with Burt Reynolds, and like I said, I, I don't find him as grating or annoying, but we're done talking about that. I, I I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. It's that's what I was, ponder for the centuries. That's what I was trying to allude to with, uh, he's not that bad. Is this his redeeming moment now? <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it just, <laughs> that just happened. The fact that he could have been different. That, that he could have <laughs> been Burt Reynolds. The fact that he's not as big an asshole as Burt Reynolds would have been. <laughs> right. Or as Harry. But yeah, right. so... All right. Thank you, Ed. Um, awkward way to end your voicemail there. But yes, thank you for um, us suffering and you seeing the room and kind of wanting to love hate it. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, that kind of movie. We got another uh, voicemail from our old buddy Clint. Uh, hey, Clint. We figured it was probably time to, uh, you know, let him speak his piece as we did basically two of his movie suggestions in a row. And yeah, it, it kind of worked out that way. Kind of inadvertently, but yeah. So. Play this one from Clint. Hey guys, it's the Imaginary Truck Driver from Madison, Wisconsin. I wanted to wish you a happy second anniversary. I'm sorry I'm late um, in doing that. And I'm also sorry that I recommended the turd that was Blind Fury. I guess when you haven't seen it for 18 years, you remember movies a little bit better. Hey, um, if you want to trust me, I got some other ones. I figured I'd throw up. I don't know if you've seen. I'll throw up. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of these, but uh, got a couple. Um, one with uh, Kirk Douglas, Farrah Fawcett, and Harvey Keitel. And for some reason, Harvey Keitel is dubbed in this, but it's called Saturn Three, uh, sci-fi flick. Um, remember it? Probably get at least one jock for some brief nudity of Farrah Fawcett. Uh, another one with Chuck Norris, uh, The Octagon. I just remember this one having uh, ninjas and a giant octagon. So there you go. And the last one, a very strange flick. Um, this one may require something mind-altering substances to watch. 
or a lot of beer. Um, it's with Don Johnson. It's called A Boy and His Dog. Um, very, very odd. Um, there is a talking dog in it. So there's a couple. And anyways, uh, when you guys were talking about stunts, um, you are definitely brought up uh, Jackie Chan and Buster Keaton. I know for a fact I saw an interview with Jackie Chan, and Buster Keaton was actually one of his heroes, So, which kind of makes sense if you watch both of them. And uh, two movies you didn't mention on stunts, Mad Max and The Road Warrior with those crazy Aussies and all the car, amazing car effects that they did. So other than that, guys, love the podcast, as always. And whoever did the uh, carousel reference at the end of the last show, um, I did get that. It was from Logan's Run. So have a good one, guys. As always, Clint from Madison out. Bye. Thanks, Clint. Out thing. Yeah, it's our new thing. The out thing. Everybody's out. Yep. Out. Buck out. Clint out. Um, Bam cast out. Where do we want to address all of that? Okay, full show of hands that the people at home can't see. Who's seen a boy and his dog? I've seen not like me. a quarter of it. Tobias? No. No? Okay. I've not even heard of it. You're the only it's one. It's a post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah, I, w- I went on a run of dystopian movies for a while, and that one came oh, fine. up. Dystopian, then. Uh, what, when okay. was it made? Uh, 84? Somewhere around huh. there. No, no, it was earlier than that, because Don Johnson was really young. It was it was pre-Miami Vice, I'm pretty sure. So, I have the internet. I could look it up, but I will real fast. So, what do you think? Banff cast worthy? 75. Oh, Jesus. Okay, way earlier than I thought I it didn't, was. I, I never heard that that was supposed to be Banffcast worthy, and I don't remember I, it necessarily being Banffcast worthy from what I saw of it, but yeah, I could I, be wrong. I, I like it enough that I don't know that I'd call it a bad movie. It is certainly weird, and I, I'm i just afraid to subject you to that one because I think... Me? Yeah, I think you're. I think you'd hate it. I think it's just I think it's just um semi pretentious enough that and and low budget enough that it might just I might attack. You there might be some ire there. It is only 91 minutes. Yeah, it is. It's released in 75. That's a minute yeah, too long. <laughs> yeah, 75. <laughs> I it, earlier than I thought we'll it was. Talk. I mean, I knew John Don Johnson was really young in it, but yeah, it's I mean, I liked it, but it, you know, it is a little more surreal than, you know, like your Soylent Greens and Omega Mans and things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I don't know. It's to me. It's like it's it's low budget, not necessarily bad. Like I think they made the most of what they could do. Yeah. Got a cool dog. Yeah, cool dog helps. Yeah, um, I need so to go back and try Saturn to watch Five. That. Saturn Five sounds promising. Yeah, why would they dub Harvey Keitel though? I so that's pay weird. I I don't know. Maybe <laughs> as as long as as like, long as he doesn't show his dong in that because he's he, three quarter dong. He kind of had a streak there of movies where Saturn he was three. just showing his junk. Saturn, Saturn three. 3. Saturn 3. Did he say 5? I don't know. No. He said no, he Saturn in a number. Did he say... No, he said 3. He said 3. Mackie said 5. Oh. 3, 5, 5, 3. Uh, you know. A.K.A. Saturn City. Maybe it's one of those they filmed it at... No? They, 88 minutes. It's Stanley Donnan. I mean, that's this... 1980. Isn't it the Singing in the Rain guy? <laughs> Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Right, I, I definitely totally have to see this now. Because they dubbed him? Because of Kirk Douglas? <laughs> no. The, I mean, it's like, it, it's a sci-fi movie done by Stanley Donnan, who's like the singing, singing in the Rain director. And John and Barry. Triple yeah. Razzie nominee. Oh, cool. Huh. 1981. Huh. Actor, actress, and picture. Huh. Awesome. Yeah, we go old. We, we haven't done old for a while. Sure. And it looks sci-fi. That's that's only the beginning of the golden age of movies. Two lovers stationed at a remote base in the asteroid fields of Saturn are intruded upon by a retentive technocrat from Earth and his charge, a malevolent eight-foot robot. 
I, Wait, I yes. wonder if it's an eight-foot robot that resembles the eight-foot alien from Alien from I, a year earlier. Uh, don't know. Just curious. All I know is I'm in. That sounds awesome. This uh, movie poster seems to kind of be all over the place. We'll have to check that, that out. Um, but not right away. Yeah. I'll, I'll actually toss this back just because sometimes I, if you make a recommendation, I'll recommend you right back. If you like Boy and His Dog, you might have to search this one out, but check out its English title is The Final Combat. It's Luc Besson's first movie, La Dinner Combat, you know, in French. But it's uh, it's. Oh, kind listen of, to you, Frenchy French. It's, it's kind of uh, it's kind of notable in that there's basically no dialogue throughout the entire movie, and it's what it's explained that the atmosphere has done something where people can still breathe, but it messes with their vocal cords, and the, basically the whole movie happens in the only dialogue is spoken. There's like one line of spoken dialogue because like this guy finds like some kind of bit of pure air and says like one line of dialogue to a woman. You know, God, this air is fucking great. <laughs> but it, it's it's very uh, strange and unique kind of dystopian movie. Similar, you know, instead of a boy and his dog, and it's a boy and a girl. Wait, what year is it from? Oh, didn't hear a comment. Is uh, early eighties, eighty one to somewhere in there. Yeah, looking up Final Combat, it brings some shitty looking movie from two thousand three on IMDb. So no, it's it's Luke Besson's first movie. So I just look up Luke Besson and I would find it. Yeah. That's such a roundabout way to go, man. So yeah, Luke Besson, it looks like all he's been doing lately is... Producing shit. These Arthur animated movies. Right. Oh, good. And then he's got a movie coming up called The Lady. It's in post-production. Lady. It's an epic love story about how an extraordinary... Ah, shit. And the page went away. Sweet. I love this laptop. I was already bored of it. Ladies and epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, epic love story. I had you. <laughs> epic love story about how an extraordinary couple and a family sacrifice their happiness at great human cost for a higher cause. Blah, 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 blah. It does have Michelle Yeoh in it, so. Sweet. Yo. How's hey, that going for it? Angel A or Angela was pretty good. Really? Yeah. I. The previews for that did not have me at all. Oh, he usually has shit previews. Go back and look at the previews to his other movies. They're usually shitty. Yeah, you do have a point there. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, just throwing that back out there as a counter suggestion. Anywho, anywho, um, stunts. Yeah, I don't know. We we talk stunts. Yes, we still love Jackie yeah. Chan. Mm-hmm. Buster Keaton's awesome. Mad Max is cool. Mad Max. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy vehicle shit. Speaking of stunting, I think we uh, we saw a pretty stuntacular movie. Yes, all three of us we, plus some. We decided to. Um, to put the you know to put the to the test the uh, the greatest stunt of all time, as it is now <laughs> evolved into. <laughs> uh, sorry, I couldn't resist. DJ's giving dirty looks already. Uh, I just i i give up anymore. I I don't. I hate yeah, anyway, everything. Anyway, speed was on AMC. Speed, speed, verte, speed. So we watched the second half of Speed. The good half of Speed. Yeah, where do we pick it up? It was um, Jeff Daniels was not dead yet. Um, <gasps> Spoilers. <laughs> it was. Um, it was basically when they had to get off the highway the first time. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, right. It was right. It was actually right before the bus jump. Yeah, not, not too far before. Yeah, the bus. Yeah, just like five, ten minutes before it. But yeah, man, how did Sandra Bullock become America's sweetheart after that movie? Uh, she was annoying she, as shit. Yeah, yeah but she was. She's she was really hot back then. Yeah, yeah there is that, but. Yeah, but it was all she was adorable. It was all high pitched whining. She was adorable, and you felt like you needed to protect her. Mm-hmm. I guess she's a wild. Maybe cat. I'm just over her. I don't know. 
Well, yeah, now, sure. Yeah, yeah of course, but I, and, and I guess that's just rubbing off on thinking about that movie. She's kind of still hot. I rubbed off while thinking about Jokes. Come on. Put on <laughs> fucking softball like that. Jesus. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Took my time with speed. Yeah. It's fun to watch that and pick out the lines that Joss Whedon put in. Wait, really? Yeah, he rewrote it. I didn't. Like, I he had was no like, idea. Like, he was the final rewrite, I believe, before it was released. Huh. Uncredited, of course. Of course. You know, by That's then. That's the way Hollywood works. So he was a script doctor. So chances are he's the one who threw in like the Gigantor line. And Probably. Very possibly the line at the very end where he says, yeah, but I'm shorter or whatever. I or, hope or so. I'm taller. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, but I'm taller. Yeah. Then he, I love the, the best thing about that is that he has two uh, one-liners, basically. He has the one, you know, directly on the top of the train and then he gets inside and he goes, he lost his head. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love double one-liners for a single thing. Yep. That's so awesome. Yeah. But anyway. Ah, that movie's anyway, so yeah, stupid fun. Anyway, yeah, we watched Speed. It's Speed. It was kind it's of... It's fun because it's all practical effects still. It was kind of an yeah. HD. <laughs> Besides Comcast shitty AMC feed. Yeah. Right. You know, with Comcast cutting out every yeah. 20 minutes into static. Yeah, pixely. Hey, Comcast. Yeah. But before that... <laughs> what led into the watching of Speed... It was... Super Moon Night. Super Moon. So we super duper mega so we watched mooned. We watched Moon. Moon. 2009 Golden Jocks winner. Mm-hmm. Outdoors. Outdoors. Under the Super Moon. Under the Super Moon. Drinking Blue Moon. And eating Moon Pies. Yep. So we quadruple Super Mooned. That was all the moon. All of it. There's a lot of mooning. There was. And Sam yeah. Rockwell's ass. Yeah. Yep. He did. He did moon us. Quintuple moon. <laughs> yep. Um... That movie's still pretty much a friggin' masterpiece. Yeah. We hope you did. We- like, I love the hell out of that movie. Yes. You know what's funny? It's funny because it hasn't been that long since I've seen it, and I, I was the one who suggested it because I, I can just watch it. I don't yeah. care. I'm glad we watched it again because there was, as I do with movies, I tend to, they, they fade away and new information replaces them. I remembered how good it was. I just didn't remember how sort of good specifically it was. how good it was. <laughs> Yeah, you know, in in certain specific ways. Well, there's it's just there's, and of course it plays differently the second time because you know oh, yeah. kind of. I mean, you start it's not really everything. a twist because it they kind of tell you thirty yeah, to forty five minutes or, in, yeah. right? So it's not. But it's still it's like you look at things a lot differently. Yep. Yeah. When you're not trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, you're looking for like you're looking forward towards things instead of mm-hmm. you know instead of working instead from of trying behind, to find you're your place. working ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that movie's just awesome. Brilliant. That makes me just want to see Source Code really bad. Yeah. Yep. That's saying a lot, because I really kind of don't want to see a Jake Gyllenhaal movie, yeah. but I don't <laughs> yeah, care, I you know? know? It's, yeah. But, you know, with It's the, like I'll see it in spite of. Right. Well, A, a it's Duncan Jones, and yes. B, it's Duncan Jones. And C, it is also Duncan Jones. Uh-huh. It's the man who made the goddamn moon. And, and Michelle, it has Michelle Monaghan. <laughs> yeah. Woo. No dog. Yep. yep. Not too shabby. <laughs> so yeah, we watched Speed and Moon. Mm-hmm. Speed Moon. Moon Speed. Moon speed. speed. Which is actually pretty slow. But yeah, so that was Moon. Super Moon. Moony Moon. You I saw a movie. So. I saw a movie. Yeah, I, was just I saw a newish. Uh, yes. Well, a at the time movie, of recording, yeah. it was the last weekend. So mm-hmm. call it last. Yeah, definitely last weekend by the time this is out. But I went and saw Paul. I was the sacrificial lamb of the bunch who had a passing interest to see that for five dollars. And yeah. uh I mean, Tobias is kind of halfway shaking his head. 
with Simon Pegg in it, I should have cared more than I did. Well, it was it was written by him, which is it's definitely want to see it kind of thing. Not you know not just like him in it because he's been in movies that weren't that great. Like I mean, I don't think Run Fat Boy Run was any good or you know things like that. So it's not just like just him being in it. It's not really enough. But you know, written by him and Nick Frost, I was like, okay, I I need to see this. But yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like it, it's. You know, if I was going on a rating scale of, uh, you know, one to five stars for a movie, it would probably, most of the movie would probably get like a, a direct in the middle, like two and a half. But by the end of the movie, there's kind of a weird, it kind of does what um, Pineapple Express did, where like at a certain point, it's like, hey, we've been making shit, fark, fuck, you know, pot jokes this whole time. But you know what? Suddenly, um, we're going to kind of kick in and make a real movie here. And it does that, and it does it pretty damn well towards the end. And I'd say overall, like, just the last 30 minutes really kind of bump it up to, like, a three-and-a-half-star movie for me, maybe encroaching on a four. Wow. Because, yeah, there's a, there's a weird kind of... It's like you're just bombarded by these uh, references, you know, some done well, some done more subtly than others. And then by the end, it's like... I, I don't know. It just kind of all comes together, and you know, without being spoilery in the least, I I just really enjoyed the ending. Um, okay, I could. I have totally replaced my Seth Rogen Michael Sarah list with one person. I am very, very, very much over Kristen Wiig. I, she's not even like listed among the the top build on uh, on the IMDb list. Uh, she plays a pretty pretty big role in it. I mean. You know, maybe not like obviously, maybe not top building kind of role, but she's yeah, she's in it a lot. <laughs> way back on the list, it seems here. Yeah. Oh, I, that also. I think that's also they did the um in order of appearance thing. On, it just on said the first build only. So okay, <laughs> and she wasn't there. So whatever. So anyway, so she's in the movie, but you're sick of her. Yeah. No, I'm just IMDb like, disagrees with you apparently, but you know whatever. No, I mean if you look at IMDb, it's in credits order, which is in appearance order. Okay, that's just why that does that. Because that girl that's listed first is in the movie for about three thirty seconds. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like anyway. Kristen Wiig. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, it's between her being in this and, I mean, her just kind of constantly hamming up the few skits I've watched on Saturday Night Live, making them significantly unfunnier. And I was bombarded with the Bridesmaids trailer beforehand. I was like, just fuck off. I, I no. <laughs> I mean... I'm just tired. So we've hit Kristen Wiig over Yeah, I, I'm just... Well, like I said, it's like... To me, it's like it's too much of a mediocre thing. You know, it's like... You See, know, not even I, too much of a good thing. It's like... Have you been watching a lot of Saturday Night Live or... No. Because she's not been in a whole lot of stuff that I think you would run into. So... What do you mean? Like, she's not been... Well, she's in, she was in like How to Train Your Dragon. She was a voice. And I mean, she's yeah, one of those people that's like... She was your a voice, voice there comes through your performance. I mean, I don't, thankfully, I don't think she was one of the major people, but she was definitely there. You did know, you not enough, not enough to like, ruin the movie. I, yes, I did see a little bit of Date Night. But yeah, it just seems like she's fucking everywhere and things she doesn't need to be in. That's, I think she's annoying you to the point where she's appearing. <laughs> like, like her appearances seem a lot bigger than they are. And I'm not trying to take BJ, up for... BJ, president of the Kristen Wiig fan club, <laughs> defends no, Kristen Wiig. No, I just like... I, He's I'm very angry time. about this whole transgression that's occurred. <laughs> No, no, it's not like you talking bad about Kristen Wiig. Gilly, no. funny. Wait, no, that can't. There's no universe where Gilly is ever funny. Gilly is fucking terrible. And if you think Gilly is funny, you don't have taste in comedy. Yeah. 
MacGruber just was not that, that long ago, and I mean, I'm they not promoted the living for. fuck out of that movie. You know, I just she she's well, been any consolation. MacGruber like five people saw it in the theater, and it I, I lost them a whole shit ton but of money. Sadly, I mean, it, surprise, I think it, an SNL sketch movie lost yeah, in a shitload of money. Too. Sadly, the sole reason I haven't even bothered to watch it at home is because of her. Like I, I mean. I would probably watch it because I think Will Forte's funny and I, you know, and it's it's basically done by the you know the Lonely Island section of of SNL, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like I have everything and it's got fucking Val Kilmer in it. I mean, everything like points me towards seeing it, but like seeing her in it, I'm like, no, no, you, no. you just undone me from wanting to see this movie <laughs> at all. It's so. a shame. Anyway, I saw that Paul, movie theater. It's it's good. It's uh, some of the reference jokes fail. Um, really kind of bad like there was there was one that's like you know they th- like they were writing it and shooting it and they were like this is this is fucking awesome and i i you know it was like a cricket pin drop situation in the uh in the theater you know like <laughs> it's just like yeah, one of those jokes that bombs yeah that bad. like bad yeah really bad but yeah a couple of interesting cameos um nothing too major but yeah i think all in all it 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 works more than it doesn't work and it it if you were alive to you know live through 80s science fiction up to like say like flight of the navigator or something like that you mm-hmm. will find plenty of referential things to enjoy about this movie so well, i'm glad you liked it okay i will watch it when it's on netflix streaming and i could see it for free at some point okay or borrow the dvd from you i'm not gonna buy the dvd <laughs> oh, okay it's not that good all right a one-time viewing is kind of like adventureland like i don't hate that i saw adventureland but i'll probably never watch it again Okay. So that works. Yep. Anyway, um, I'm going to try to keep this half short, but I do have to give you a quick update as I did a, uh, a theme night of catching up with my quest for the AFI 100, hey. which I haven't, uh, hey. haven't done for a little while now, but I figured I'd get two movies out of the way and kind of like before I decided to make them a theme one because eventually I'm going to run out of the ability to do that. So first on the docket was 1959's Some Like It Hot. Actually never seen that movie. So, I figured it was high time too. Yeah, nobody's perfect. Did you like it hot? Uh, yes, it's it's a obviously it's a very good movie. Uh, I think the only knock I would have against that movie is it's it's just too long. It's it clocks in just over two hours, which is not necessary for a movie like that at all. I mean, that should be a ninety minute. How oh, that was funny, but there there are a couple like incredibly awesome lines in that. I mean, Billy Wilder was just really good at writing subtle mm-hmm. humor that you just don't see anymore. I think my favorite is it's probably in the first five, 10 minutes of the movie. So it's not too big of a spoiler, but the Tony Curtis and, uh, wait Jack- a minute. What year was this movie released? 59. Okay. Why? Probably not really a spoiler. Well, I'm just saying like, I mean, for some- <laughs> yes. Okay. There's a moratorium on spoilers, but I mean, you know, whatever, uh, Jack lemon and, and Tony Curtis play struggling musicians in the movie. And, uh, they're basically completely out of work borrowed money from everybody they know and they go to see their talent agency and uh they hear about the the job to dress up as you know or like they hear a job about they need female musicians and he's like hey we could do that something like that it's like we, we've dressed up like women before remember the hula skirt thing whatever blah 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 and, and uh tony curtis looks at the woman that they're talking to and goes i don't mind him as uh his his stomach's empty and it's gone to his head <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's a fantastic line mm-hmm yeah, you know, just and it's just one of those games that rolls right off, and I like it. But yeah, no, like I said, it's it, my only knock with it is just a little too long. Well, a lot of movies in the fifties were like that. Yeah, but it, it it also has a lot more plot than I thought it would. I mean, there's a 
there's a there's a crazy plot of, you know with gangsters and killing and like a lot more you know violent and interesting than I thought a movie like that would be. Highly recommend that one. Uh, the other one I wouldn't recommend as strongly, and it's and it's kind of it's a little bit of a cheater because I I've seen it before, but it had been too long that, and I think I was too young that to really qualify it, you know, as having seen one of the AFI movies. But I decided to watch Tootsie. Oh, I figured, hey, Tootsie! I, I just figured I'd make it a guys and drag kind of movie night. Knock two movies one off of the AFI nights. list. And, yeah, we yeah. Had, <laughs> and we had uh, tonight's movie. Yes, we did. Yes. Benedict and Drive. And I watched Eddie Iz- Izzard in uh, Live at Wembley this weekend, too. So, so you're just I'm a just dressing motherfucker. I, I, <laughs> am, I am. So, yes, my TV was very uh, busy this weekend. Huh. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Moving on. So, Tootsie, yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it, you, know I, you know, this is kind of one of those ones I think, like, so many people have seen it. It's going to seem kind of dumb to talk about it. But I think it's one of those ones that I don't know. I wouldn't put it on the AFI 100. I mean, it's, it's like, it's a good movie. It's a very, very solidly written movie. I mean, I think if you want to, I think if there's anything that you can say about this movie is it's one of the more tightly written screenplays of all time, mm-hmm. just as far as, you know, things happen to move to this and they move to this. And it's, it's like a textbook, perfect, perfectly written screenplay and one that po- people point to a lot, but really the overall, um, sentimentality of the movie, that's for you, BJ, is You're that it, it's just, it's kind of weird. It's like, Guy's kind of an asshole throughout the whole movie. It's it's your it's it's kind of what we were talking about tonight. It's, you know he really doesn't have much of an arc throughout the whole movie, and you know it's only because he dresses up as a woman and I guess kind of comes in touch with his feminine side that it's like things work out for him in the end. And, it, and it's just kind of a it's kind of a weird moral so tale. Moral is be less of a man. Not not even that really. It's like you know just I guess being more like a woman makes you less of an asshole. Sort of maybe. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's it, it's a very tightly written screenplay. But overall, movie, I don't, I don't know. It's it's very, very early '80s to go back and watch it now. Horrible, horrible, horrible wardrobes and things like that. But sweet. Anyway, moving on. So you would take that off the list, but some like a hot, you would definitely. Yeah, some like a hot, uh, absolutely needs to be up there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tootsie, just like I said, if you know, if you want to list best screenplays, definitely. If you want to list best movies, meh. Maybe. <laughs> nah. Anywho. So did you buy Dustin Hoffman as a woman? Did I buy Dustin Hoffman as a woman? Um, Were you like, man, that is a woman. <laughs> he would be an ugly woman. <laughs> yeah, he was a pretty ugly woman, but oh, that yeah. was kind of his point. It, it's weird. I think the weirdest thing about that is they set it up in the very early part of the movie. Like he's like, it, it's the, the opening scenes of that movie make it feel like it's the opening to FX. Remember that movie? Yeah. Anyone? Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's like, they, they set up like, oh, he's a master, you know, costume maker slash makeup artist and everything. And then it's like, that's in the first five minutes. And it's, it's this montage of him going on uh, different auditions, trying to look the part for whatever he's going to. Like he gives himself a very realistic mustache and this, that, and the other. And then that just completely disappears. Like after the first five minutes of the movie, it's like, okay, I, I've made a costume and I put on a wig and now I'm a woman and I didn't use any of my skills that I kind of we set up in the first move, you know, five minutes of the movie. It's just kind of weird. Like that's how the movie starts is like showing you special effects, fake blood and makeup and everything. And this montage and then like never comes up again in the movie <laughs> anyway. But yes, I don't know. I, I suppose I bought him as a woman, probably mm-hmm. Jack Lemon more so. <laughs> yeah. Should we tell her weird Jack Lemon? That was that was I was watching that fucking movie as that shit was happening. Do we want to try to relate that? Because that's fucking weird. 
the whole oh what the whole the weird Twitter conversation that somehow ultimately ended up in a, with a math owl re- replying to a post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, didn't it start out with Green Cap Drink uh, making fun of me for watching Jackass, Jackass Three. Yes, and he, somehow you turned it around to Terrence Malick. Yeah, I basically said, yeah, I well, he basically said, don't blame me when idiocracy becomes real. Right. And then I told him I would definitely always... I think you brought up I, Lars I, von like, Trier. I would definitely watch Out My Balls. Okay. But then you brought up Lars von Trier and somehow that went to Terrence Malick. <laughs> yeah, I basically said Terrence Malick would be out of business and if Out My Balls existed because I would never watch any right, of his movies again. Right. And then... Then he... Then it basically became... He I requested was, recommendations and when we said Days of Heaven... It became Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. It became and, Days of Wines, Wine and Roses. And someone saying, yeah, Walter Matthau was great in Days of Wine and Roses. And then... Walter Matthau's daughter-in-law yes, wrote, him <laughs> for, wrote us back, all and said... Jack Lemmon was in that, not Walter Matthau. <laughs> which we know. But... <laughs> the is internet the kind, is insane. It, it, it just kind of is. And like it I said, is kind of insane. That's the weirdest thing is that I was... This was all happening as I'm watching some like it hot <laughs> Jack Lemmon. It's just like fucking brain explode. But anyway, yeah. Love amazing things like that. Just thought good share. Yeah. Apparently you weren't watching hard enough. Uh, no, I was like my phone just buzzed and I was like, what the hell's and going on? And why am I being mentioned and stuff? It was I Walter stayed out Mathis, I stayed out I stayed out of the conversation mostly. I just said Days of Heaven was my favorite Malik movie. Speaking of that, I need to borrow some Terrence Malik movies. Okay. Speaking of that, let's get some contact information for yeah, awkward sure, segues. Not? Was that even a segue? No. no. <laughs> but we were talking about communication on Twitter, where you can find us. At twitter.com slash bmfcast. Right. How about on Facebook? Facebook.com slash bmfcast. How about on iTunes? Uh, search iTunes for the Bad Movie Fiends podcast. If you happen to come up with uh, Lady Gaga as one of your related search results, don't blame us. It's just weird. Yeah. And um, hey, um, when you go um, on there, rate um, us and review us like uh, Chuck, our newest reviewer. Yeah, Chuck gave um, us a review, um, so um, thanks uh, for that. Um, anybody else, you Chuck. know, just even a couple sentences helps. Yep, just, just say people on idea. Hey, why you listen to us and why other people should do the same. Mm-hmm. Then you can also check us out on our website, bmfcast.com, where you can see all the things we post and um, you can leave comments and stuff. And it also has links to all the other, the all the social crap that we do. Um Email. Email at uh, bmf at bmfcast.com. We will promise we'll read it and we'll get to it eventually on air and, you know, say funny things about it. And there's, and there's always the most important possible way they can get in touch with us. And if you're, yeah, if you're watching the Twitters tonight, you saw the, uh, the, the phone number go out. The most important way to contact us is the Garfield hotline. And I know a lot of you have been doing that recently and we appreciate it because we're kind of vain and we like, you know, we like people to contact us. We're also so, lonely and we love to hear your voice in the middle of the night. Harlow is lonely and loves <laughs> to hear your voice in the middle of the night. Um, the rest of us are just lonely. Um, <laughs> so give us a ring on the Garfield phone. He's standing by eyes closed, uh, just yearning for your voicemail. Uh, 9105-JOCKS-BMF, 910-556-9263. And leave a voicemail and you'll be featured recorded live on the Bamcast in front of a studio audience of us of us and by the way you might win a year supply of turtle wax which in my account is one thing of turtle wax (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) if if that's your prize I don't know how you intend to 
decide this, but... No, not really. Oh. <laughs> Prizes must be claimed in person. How about that? Uh, if Green Cap Drink shows up... Demanding turtle wax? Can of turtle wax. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a dollar fifty and tell him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do every time he shows up. <laughs> he's going <laughs> he's gonna to realize that soon. Huh. All right. I don't, right. I don't think well. we have. Twice, do you have anything to add to this uh, train wreck that we call episode 75? Uh, thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Well, all right. God damn, you fucking polite British people. <laughs> You're supposed to throw in something like, God, why am I here? <laughs> fucking asshole. You're supposed to call somebody a cunt. Yes. I can't do that. No, what? why? Because <laughs> you're here now? My mother might listen. Oh. oh. Your mother? Well, that's sweet. So, sorry, Tobias's mom. Yeah. <laughs> We're not all this bad in America. Just just the three people in this room. <laughs> yeah. Your son us. is a lovely human being. <laughs> all right. So I guess that means we're done. Huh? Yes. All right. Let's get out of here. Stay tuned for episode 676, which will happen <laughs> sometime. Which will happen next. Right? It will happen after the next, because it's the next number. Right. Mm-hmm. And also uh, be on the lookout for the uh, five bags of guns full movie. <laughs> the full. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm excited it's about that. Coming it's, to a, it's coming uh, a non-theater near you. Mm-hmm. Sweet. A non-theater? Mm-hmm. We're going to th- show it on 4chan? <laughs> Never mind. Yes. Yes. A non-theater. <clears throat> uh, anyway, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. I'm Tobias. And this is Bamfcast out. When making arrangements for a campaign fundraiser, fundraiser, <laughs> fundraiser, <laughs> he's the ranger of fun. <laughs> Hi kids, hey kids, I'm are you having fun? fun? I'm the fun yes. ranger. Yes. Are you ready to have fun? No, then fuck <laughs> you. Camp. That's fun. right. You <clears throat> son of a bitch. Get done. Got to jump the gun.